Jesse. This week, we got a little something different for you. The fellows and I decided that uh, after 22 episodes, we would go ahead and dedicate one episode to recapping and revisiting our, uh, our experience so far. And what we want to do is just thank you guys from the bottoms of our heart. And thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. And thank you for helping us to grow so quickly and rapidly. Initially, uh, John and Tom had a great idea. They just wanted to you know, have conversations and really get to know people and feel like they're sitting down and, you know, you're really talking to somebody as you would, you know, hang out and the kind of things that we don't get to do at car shows. So that was the initial intent of this podcast. Uh, they brought me along to help get the thing posted online because I'm sure you can tell. Uh, just by listening to them, neither Tom nor John, I think, are too savvy at the uh, technical things to get them, you know, uh, posted. But at any rate, guys, we went ahead and we just went, took a look back, revisited some of our favorite episodes, uh, talked about our guests, the things that we've learned so far in conducting this podcast business, and really forward, looking forward to the future. Um, we are, by the time you listen to this, you know, po- Ponies of the Smokies will come up at the end of the week. So we look forward to seeing everybody there. Look for us on Friday and Saturday. Check out the Facebook page to check out um, our get-together that we're going to have at the Axe Throwing Spot. And um, also pay attention to our socials so you can figure out when John's going to do the Truffle Shuffle. If you're not familiar with that, make sure you research Goonies and do the uh, the shuffle there, see what that's all about. And uh, John's going to get 100 bucks for that. And I'm sure we can get him to do it more than once if people come up with more money. But anyway, y'all take care. We appreciate your and your support again. Can't thank you enough. And uh, on with the show. Welcome to the asylum. Tonight we're going to do a little recap about some things that uh, have been going on on the pod over the past few months. Uh, number one thing we want to do is actually uh, say thank you to every one of you guys that listen and. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks for interacting on our Facebook page, uh, chiming in when you can, sharing photos of your car, sharing your stories. It's really, really means a lot to to us and and to the rest of the guys in the community. Thank you guys, appreciate it. Absolutely, and I would you know add to that, John, that you know we published our first episode of this on the twenty fourth of October, so we've been doing it for roughly what's that five months. Yeah, five months. And, uh, you know, we've seen exponential growth and support from the community. So we thank you guys for that. And uh, we hope that this is, you know, a good environment for you to come to and uh, listen and get to know a little bit more about the people that we talk to. And um, there's tons of people left that we can't wait to talk to. But uh, I think we've had a good time over the last 22 episodes so far. And we're just going to continue and we'll have more. For sure. Yeah, no no doubt about it. It's it's kind of funny when I when we think back, right? Because this kind of just like happened. Like it wasn't it wasn't an extensive amount of planning on our part. We we're just kind of like, hey, let's just do like a unedited, uncensored pod. Let's. We didn't even know. We had no clue what the hell we were doing. That's how yeah. Jesse got here. <laughs> no we idea. Until we got Jesse. <laughs> well, I remember. Right. I remember you guys being like, Hey, we're going to start a podcast. And, uh, Tom, you called me like, yeah, we're going to do a podcast. And, you know, we talked about it for a while and then finally got off the ground. You're like, yeah, we're gonna do our first episode. I'm like, that's awesome, dude. When and this was like a Friday night. And you're like tomorrow or something like that. Like it was like, we skipped no time. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got to meet on the highway in the fast lane. Just got to cooking, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. And then we yeah. had the episode I mean, recorded and we what? still didn't know how to post it. <laughs> No, no, we had no clue. No but idea. It's worked out, man. I mean, we've learned a lot, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know what um, they say? You know what they say, Tom? 
You can learn a lot from a dummy. It's true. You can learn a lot we from did, a John. <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all haven't learned anything from me. I can promise you that. I do not give the quality of learning. Okay, so that's not true. We've learned how to count to ten with you, <laughs> and we've also learned that you're not good at riddles. <laughs> Terrible <Right>. at riddles. <laughs> so it, it is cool when you guys think back on it, though, because you know how many people think about doing stuff like this. Maybe not a podcast, maybe a YouTube video. It was just cool that we just did it. Like, it, you know, before this, I was like, you know, I'm always overthinking things dragging things out like no oh way. maybe i'll do this one day yeah it was just cool like john kind of pushed me like let's just do it man like who cares like it is what it is send yeah. it out there i can't believe the response we got from people i mean it yeah. truly is um uh, i don't know how to say it. I, I truly am thankful yeah. for the response we've got from it hopefully uh that continues to grow hopefully people like it and don't get bored with our nonsense but uh yeah uh, like john said in the beginning I truly appreciate it. Uh, I know Jesse and John do. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, hopefully it keeps going the way it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think to add to that, too, we appreciate your, you know, your, your feedback, um, you know, to help us. And, you know, we always get recommendations, you know, hey, you guys should talk to this person. You should talk to that person. Um, you know, we really appreciate when you reach out and let us know how an imp- episode, you know, impacts you. You know, we've had a lot of people that have said, hey, you know, this episode is really important to me because uh, I think two common themes that we talk, we've talked about quite a few times is, you know, just a gross journalization. But you know, rough upbringings, right? And that seems to strike a chord with a lot of people. And, um, you know, also we've talked about it a couple of times and, you know, serious, especially in today's day and age, but, uh, you know, thought of, you know, people feeling like they may not be right for this world, you know, and how they've struggled to get through that. So, you know, we don't go after those conversations with that kind of intent, but, you know, just to get people on, get them to be real. And I feel that there's a lot of value in that sharing because it, it, it helps people. And we appreciate hearing that from y'all when you, when an episode resonates with you and you, you know, give us a shout, give us a text or something and just say, Hey, that really changed my life or, you know, that really helped me today. I needed it. So it, it's, it's humbling to have that kind of impact in people's lives. You know, it's, it's funny yeah. you say that Jesse, I'm not going to mention any names, but I'll just shout throw it over to John's way. John and I both received a message this week about uh, someone who reached out to someone who listened to our pod who was kind of in like a, a bad place. I don't know if you want to elaborate that, John, maybe you could use the words a little bit better than me. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, the guy was in a bad place and, you know, really needed somebody to talk to and whatever, you know, and, and uh, basically listened to our pod and, you know, heard it from somebody that he didn't, I don't even think he really realized that the guy was going through what he had went through and what he had, what he, what he would done you know, in his life and, and, uh, uh, it helped him through that moment. So that was very, you know, to us, it, you know, we don't, our intent was never to be man's corner. When we created this, our intent was to get to know one another better through the technology that we have in front of us, you know, which is basically recording our dumb asses sitting here chit chat. You know, uh, well, we're not all dumbass, John. And, and it's, you know, it, well, the three of us are. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. And you <laughs> are included in that group. So <laughs> just so you know. But, uh, you know, when you when you go to a car show and, and, and you stand around with a guy in front of you toe to toe and you're talking, you don't 
you don't always get that opportunity to see or feel what that guy went through in his life. And I think that's where this podcast has went and gone, you know, is, is to kind of give you that connection, I hope. Uh, and, and to know that it is, that it's working, that people are actually, you know, listening because of that. It's, it's definitely heartfelt and we really appreciate it. Yeah. And you know, uh, if the person who did reach out to his buddy is listening to this particular episode, I just want to say, man, you did the right thing. Yeah. Like I said in the last time, you know, we, we, we truly do give a shit about, you know, everybody who listens. We truly do give a shit about you guys. So, you know, you did the right thing, man. Keep talking to your boys, whatever you need to do. Uh, Never be scared to reach out to anyone. You did the right thing. Proud to hear that you did that. Good job, man. Yep, for sure. For sure. Speaking of, hey, speaking of stories, Tom, speaking of stories, something that I think our podcast is missing, in my opinion, you and I have shared our story. Right? This is true. Didn't mean you share a little something, something. We did. We we dipped so, into a little. I mean, bit. In, in my opinion, I mean, I did give this fella a shout out on one pod that he was a, a inspiration to me in life because of the way he presents himself, the way he talks to folks, the way he uh, uh, reaches out to me on a daily basis and treats me with kindness. Mr. Jesse, I think you need to share a little bit about your background, buddy. Uh, man, I'm over here trying to type up a fast 10 for you. <laughs> well, now you got to make it nice because I, I was real nice to you. <laughs> All right. Well, give me one second. Let me finish this sentence real quick before I, uh, I get going there. Uh, <laughs> are, did, what are you did, Googling them? Are you Googling fast 10s? Yeah, he's Googling questions right now. He's putting in. I don't need to Google them. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, because, you know, I like to tell a story when I tell, or as my wife would say, tell a saga. Um, While he's doing doing that job, we're going to get back to him. You're not getting away from that job. Oh, no, I don't want to. No. Let me me keep this. uh, Go ahead and chat. I'm going to be kind of distracted a little bit. I got two. I'll I'll do five. I'll do fast five. How's that? So you're going to do five and Tom's going to do five? No, I'm not going to put Tom on the spot like that. No. Huh? You're supposed to have some too. You remember? Yeah. I'll, but I'll get you next time. I promise. I know I said not, that the last Are you that, are you not that creative? Is that what are you? It's <laughs> not that I'm not creative. It's I'm busy, bro. It's hard to, it's hard to, dude, it's, you laugh at me, bro. I, I run around like a chick with my head cut off 24 hours a day. You know what you I mean? You look like a chick with your head cut off too. All right. I'm ready. Let's, let's go. <laughs> what do you want to know? And I, all right. I said this the past couple episodes. I promise everyone. And actually, I will definitely have it ready by the next episode. And I'm super excited about the next episode. Um, as long as everything goes to plan and nothing pops up. I've been wanting to get these guys on for quite a while. So, everybody, make sure you check out the next one as, as well. Because it's going to be a good one. All right, Jesse. All right, Jess. You're in the limelight, son. All right. Well, I mean, this is going to be underwhelming. So, nothing... Uh... Nothing super crazy. Yeah, I think it's going to be like Elton John coming out on stage. I don't know how to take that exactly. Glamorous. Oh. Yeah, Still what year did you come out of the closet? That's what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. So it was a it was a, a, a it was a cold and rainy night. But uh <laughs> no. you were dancing with a little China girl. Yeah. 
No, I think, um, you know, in the spirit of, you know, what you gentlemen have shared and things like that, you know, talk about, you know, childhood and transition to, you know, high school days, then, you know, where I ended up with my, you know, career, kind of where we are now. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, all things being said, and, you know, I haven't heard y'all's experience and stuff. I'm super blessed, you know, my upbringing. Um, you know, my dad was in the, uh, was in the Navy. So my grandpa, my mom's dad was in the Navy and, um, my mom's the oldest of like seven kids. And my grandpa, I think was stationed in Key West at the time. And, uh, my mom had met my dad down there. My dad was on his first tour, you know, in the Navy. So, um, you know, they met, got married, did their thing. And, uh, I was born and my parents were married until I think I was in fifth grade. And, um, Wait, wait, they weren't married until you were no, they, fifth grade? They were married from obviously the time I was born to fifth grade. They got divorced in fifth grade. Oh, gotcha. Um, and, you know, I mean, we lived, you know, a good life. I mean, my dad had a good career, you know, made decent money and things like that. And, uh, you know, I didn't know any different growing up. All my friends, you know, had, you know, families and brothers, and sisters, moms and dads and all that stuff. And, you know, just a regular kind of, you know, existence never really into sports. Like I played in the neighborhood and stuff, but I never was, you know, incredibly gifted at, uh, sports or anything like that. Um, uh, but you know, just play around the neighborhood. And that was back in the, I would say I grew up probably like the mid to late eighties. And, um, you know, we'd ride bikes to, you know, your buddy's house, you know, in the neighborhood or, you know, go do whatever lights came on, you'd head home, you know, that kind of stuff for mom would, you know, kind of get your, get your tail. And, um, growing up, you know, my mom was, uh, kind of like the, the authoritarian, you know, amongst everybody's, you know, parents and stuff like that. And, uh, my dad, uh, when he was enlisted in the Navy, he was a corpsman. So, you know, kind of like a, you know, medical, you know, kind of guy. So we always had like ammo boxes full of band-aids and, you know, just first aid stuff. So whenever somebody would get hurt, you know, my mom would come running out like an, you know, like an ambulance with the, uh, she had like a, a old and Tom, you know, what I'm talking about, but an old like green ammo can, like seven, six, two, yeah. 50, 50 cal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, had like a red cross on it, you know? So that was like the, the boo-boo kit as they would call it. Mm. Um, so my mom's always patching kids up in the neighborhood and things like that. Uh, and then, you know, I, I don't know the, you know, the Genesis or the reasons or whatever, but you know, fifth grade, you know, my parents, um, you know, got divorced. And at the time we were living in, you know, Virginia beach area of Virginia. And we moved to back home to my grandparents in Orlando, Florida. And, um, you know, it's a total change of pace because, you know, you're used to being, I'm not going to say like, we weren't affluent by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, like money wasn't a concern, at least as far as I knew it up until, I don't know how old you are in fifth grade. Let me think. I don't know. Fifth grade. Um, but not a big deal. And then, you know, we moved to uh, Orlando with my grandparents and, you know, my mom had to reestablish herself and get settled, you know? So um, my mom worked a lot of jobs and we stayed with my grandparents and, um, you know, I wouldn't see, we didn't really see our dad a whole lot. I think it was like once a summer he would come and like get my brother and I, and, um, you know, it's kind of growing up doing all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, my mom did a great job, you know, just keeping, making sure that we were, you know, taken care of. And, uh, there's always food on the table. We always had, you know, clothes on our back, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, obviously she was, uh, 
you know, she was struggling she was working, you know, super hard and she got on with the school system. She was like the PE teacher and she would run like after school care. Um, and then she was able to buy a house in a little suburb town of, um, Orlando. And, uh, at that point, you know, we just kept going to school, doing our thing, you know, but you could tell like things were different, you know, money was tight, you know, stuff like that. Mom wasn't, you know, home a whole lot. Cause she was busy working and just, you know, trying to make ends meet and things. But I think during that process, um, you know, indirectly I learned, you know, perseverance, um, you know, dedication, just, you know, serving a greater purpose really at the end of the day. Cause you know, as a, a mom with two young kids, so my brother's two, maybe three years younger than me. So, you know, if I was in fifth grade, then he was probably in third or second grade, however that math works out. Yeah. So, so that your was dad all... still lived, your dad still lived in Virginia. Yeah. So my dad stayed in the Navy. He remarried, um, somebody that was, did the same thing he did. And, uh, ultimately around the time that I got ready to graduate high school, my dad lived in, um, Annapolis, Maryland. So he was living in Annapolis. We live in Orlando. Um, do you guys talk today or no? No, no, I haven't talked to my dad in about probably 10 years. Um, but we, uh, it was my junior year of high school and up to this point, like I wasn't, I wasn't rebellious. I didn't do anything bad. I didn't, you know, I, I'm not gonna say anything bad. I didn't do anything that your traditional, you know, teenager would do. I didn't drink, you know, I wasn't partying with people, you know, I didn't do any drugs or anything like that. And, um, so I just saw how hard my mom was working. And I knew that if I did something like that, that it would just cause a bunch of angst for her and just issue. And I didn't want to do that. I figured she had enough trouble, you know, in her life that she didn't need some, you know, wayward, uh, you know, kid, teenager out there causing more trouble. Yeah. So, um, it was like my junior year, but I would say the thing that where I did cause the, the problems with her was school. Like I just didn't care. Like I wouldn't do anything. And, you know, it, so it where was, the hell did you learn all these big words at? Well, we'll get to that. But, uh, <laughs> and I know some small words there. I don't like to use them as much in the public setting, like but, show uh, off that shit. but what happened, uh, is I didn't do really well. I did not do well in school and you know, it was a cycle. So we would get to like progress reports and I'd have like a D or straight D's and my mom put me on restriction. And then by the end of the you know quarter, I would bring it up to passing. Huh. Wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I like how you just, uh, you said you were a restriction. Even if you didn't fancy words. She didn't ground his ass. She yeah. didn't ground his ass. She put him on restriction. Oh, that was the damn Navy term with mom. Oh, no. That was a, that was a word in our household, dude. Because I owned it. That was me. Oh, so, wow. Like, Mr. Restriction. You're on restriction, young man. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a bad day, too, man. It's like, that would happen all the time. So, and I never learned. You know, had I just applied myself evenly through the whole thing and I'd have gotten C's, I'd have been fine. You know, I wouldn't have had any problems. Um. But anyway, we get to the, the kind of like that, that last little, you know, deal where, you know, your friends are starting to look at colleges and what they're going to do. And I just thought like, dude, there's no way, like my grades aren't good enough. There's no way I'm getting out of college nor can I afford it. So my mom, you know, came to me and she's like, look, here's your choice. She's like, next year you're leaving this house, whether you want to or not. And you're either going to go to the Navy or you're going to go to college. What do you want to do? That sounds like my fucking <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. So, you know, at that point I was like, wow, man, you know, and I, I thought about it and I was like, you know, up to this point in life, like I'd done, I'd done, you know, been a good, I'd been a good kid. And I thought, do I want to pay 
to become an alcoholic and go to college? Or do I, do I want somebody to pay me to become an alcoholic and see the world? I'm like, easy. The Navy. I'm going to join the Navy. I'm going to get paid to become an alcoholic, have a great time, party, and do all these great things. So uh, that's what we and did. The word, and the word semen was attractive to you. <laughs> exactly. It was very attractive. <laughs> it was used to the word semen. Yeah. Well, I, was a, I was a semen apprentice. Hello, to start with. So that was number one. Um, so anyway, we uh, we do that, you know, go through my senior year. So my senior year of high school, actually, I did really well because I got in some work program where basically I had had enough credits in high school already that I didn't need a whole lot to graduate. So I got into some work program where um, basically I went to school like three periods, three classes, and then the rest of the day I was able to work and I got credit for it. That was my first year making honor roll. Like it was all good to go. And then um, – you know, through our, our family, there was a, uh, a landscape what, wait, business. Wait, 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 what classes did you have your senior year then? I don't even remember, dude. Um, yeah, probably, I know you probably had a mathematics class, right? Probably English and math and then this uh, work-study class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, a, I got a question for you, Jesse. Yeah. So when my parents were divorced, right, I was raised by a single dad. I took the ent- entirely different approach than you. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so angry at, like, the world – Probably because maybe a little bit more, uh, it was a different situation, right? Yeah. So I was, I became so angry. Like I did worse in school, did worse things. Like, what do you think the difference is like between people where like you were like aware enough? Is it just because I'm stupid as fuck and you're that smart or is it just different? And <laughs> there's something wrong with your medulla oblongata. No, yeah. but seriously, John, like think about it. Like, like, so. Jesse, Jesse was, you know, he said that he was thinking of like, I can't get in trouble. I don't want to cause my mom any problems. I wasn't thinking yeah. about that at all. Like now I think back, oh, fuck, man, I, I wish I didn't. I think it just goes down to being selfish. Fucking problem. <laughs> well, like, I think, why do you think like some people handle it like different? I don't, I think that, you know, I saw the way that it impacted my mom and, uh, you know, I just, I think I've always been a, I mean, I don't know. I, I say this because I think it's true, but I think I've always been kind of a tender-hearted kind of person, you know. So I didn't want to cause any more, you know, uh, you know, strife or you know, guilt issues, you know, for my mom and you know, seeing the way that she, you know, was busting her butt and you know the way, like I said, the way that impacted her, you know. Um, so that was kind of my driving, you know, focus. And then you know, also too, maybe it there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, we, we blimped over a ton of things, but you know, we were big time into, you know, boy scouts and, you know, going to church and stuff like that. So maybe that had, like, were you like Eagle scout? No, I wasn't. I got pulled out right before that. That's a, ain't that smart then. Yeah. I was a, I was a life scout. Um, <laughs> all right. So but, you're getting out of high school. You do so that's you made not, all. So now did, you're going to go into the Navy. Do amazing. Right. So I'd go to the Navy. Um, <laughs> I joined the Navy like three days before my, my 18th birthday. So I'm 17 and it's like the first day. So it's like, you know, it's like two days before my birthday and some guy, I don't know what he was thinking. I'll never forget this. And boot camp was like, Hey, uh, so maybe boot camp, at least at the time they were called RDCs or like recruit division commanders or something. I remember this guy raising his hand one day in formation. And he's like, Hey, like today's my birthday. Do I get the day off? And they're like, Oh Yeah. Yeah, you get the day off for oh sure. Yeah. We go back to the barracks. They beat the ever living crap out of all of us. You know, just 
push up, jump, smoked us. Everybody. And they yeah. would always say, you know, make it rain. They turn the heat up, you know, they'd freaking oh close all God, the windows. Man. They used to bring us into the fucking bathroom and turn on all the showers. Oh yeah. Just like the fucking steam room and fucking yep. just mock, you know. Yep. Gas, then, gas, gas, fucking hit the deck, dude. It is fucking soft. And then expected to be inspection <laughs> ready the next morning. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, and this kid's like, oh, it's my birthday. And I, so I saw him and I was like, oh, dude, I ain't telling nobody it's my birthday. Like, we, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, you know, make it through boot camp. Everything's good to go. And, um, you know, I get my job in the Navy and, uh, you know, go to school and all that stuff. And, and everything's great. Like I did well in school for whatever reason. Um, and I get to my first command in Virginia beach, which was a, a Tomcat squadron, F-14 squadron and, uh, made my first deployment. And, you know, we would go out and, uh, out on Liberty, like out in town and, you know, the guys would just get, you know, crunk or just, you know, reckless disregard you know drinking the whole nine yards and i remember i think at that time like my big drink of choice was still seven up and so i get crazy with some seven up you know i get like sugar high and just be good to go um, <laughs> but still didn't quite find that you know alcoholism uh that i that i thought i would find if you were um, craving yeah that was craving you know yeah. but it was one of those deals and you know honest to god this is going to be you know probably laugh but um i didn't even have my first like drink till i was 21 Okay. Just because I didn't, you know, I was like, whatever, I didn't really want to. And I don't even remember what it was. But I do remember um, the first, like, time in my, like, life where I had, you know, like, a period where we, you know, indulged, shall we say, was um, back in the old days, uh, the Navy fighter community. So, like, you know, the F-14s, F-18s would go down to Key West to do, um, like, gun practice. So, what they would do is they would take <laughs> – sounds crazy – but they would take one jet that would take off and would have a, I think it was like a half mile or mile long cable. And they would have like a couple hundred yard banner behind it. So this jet would take off, take this banner off with it. They would fly south of Key West and just do circles as another jet would come in and practice using its gun on that banner. They would practice like hits and all that stuff. Um, and then the jet that was towing the banner it would come back over the airfield real low and it would drop its tail hook and drop the banner across the airfield. So I was part of a detail that would have to go out and get these banners. And sometimes it'd be in like the swamps or the mangroves of Key West. Dude, it was, it was a mess, but at night, you know, you've got Duval street and you always go out there and get crazy. And, uh, I remember my first trip out, you know, I was amazed and astonished at my, um, you know, tolerance for alcohol. I'd have like four or five long on iced teas and still be right as the rain, like good to go. But um, that was my first time. So you really... Oh no, no, you for probably real. drunk as a bicycle. Nope, it was uh, it was good. You know, acting a fool. Probably, probably was acting a fool a little bit. But uh, you know, had a good time with it and all that good stuff. So, you know, had a good, you know, formative couple of years. Um, you know, in the Navy. So I did that for three years. So that was. Yeah. So I did that for three years and then, you know, it came time to figure out where I wanted to go next. So I was, you know, being from Florida, like, Hey, can I get any orders in Florida? And they're like, Oh yeah. You know, uh, we got this, you know, command. It just moved out of Panama. It's called South Southcom Southern command. And it's in Miami. You want to go to Miami? So, oh yeah, dude, for sure. Let's go to Miami. It's like three hour drive from home. So, uh, I go to Miami and it was a totally different country. Like, 
everybody there, you Culture know, it was 100% different country. It was, it was Cuba, a hundred percent, no doubt about yeah. it. Um, but it was during this time that I really kind of came into my own with cars. And so real quick, we'll put a kind of a pin in that and go back to high school. Um, I remember being a sophomore and junior in high school. And so I graduated in 95, uh, you know, seeing guys like the senior parking lot. And there was a group of guys, there was like three of them. And there was two black and one emerald green notch. And uh, they would just sit in front of the school, you know, in the morning and, you know, play music and do whatever and just hang out. And I just remember, you know, you would every once in a while, like the, leaving school or coming to school, you would catch the car driving one of those three you'd catch them driving somewhere. And I just remember thinking like, dude, this Fox body thing is, that's like the sickest car ever. Yeah. I remember going to the dealership and looking at that. And I remember looking at the dealership at, you know, the brand new 93 Cobra and the 93 lightning. And uh, just like, dude, th- these things are like sick. Like I, I want to have one of these cars. So it didn't really work out, um, you know, for me. So, you know, as far as the car story, kind of fast forward, um, I got back from my first deployment before I went to the Key West and, you know, I got all silly and I bought a 98 Dodge Dakota RT, which was a single cab short bed uh, Mm -hmm. blue, kind of similar to the blue on my truck now, but it had a 360 in it. Yep. And uh, that's where we will drive, right? We will drive. Yeah, two wheel drive, but I mean, it was that truck was sick, dude. At the time, you know, we'd be in the streets of Virginia Beach, and I would smoke Mustangs and Camaros all day. Um, Can't say truck, that out loud. The truck was Just awesome. Can't well, say that I mean, out loud. Well, it's funny you say that. So in Virginia Beach, you know, it's a tourist town, so there's the strip right that goes parallel to the oceanfront. And so on Saturday nights, you know, the cool thing, the cool thing was to go out and cruise your truck. I mean, the cool thing was probably staying home, you know, getting some, but you know, the cool, cool thing was going off cruising your truck. And Not having, everybody can be Tom Swindler. That's a true story. Um, <laughs> so, you know, on the side of my truck in silver, you know, graphics, or whatever it said, like 5.9, you know, LRT. And uh, I'll never forget one time I was pulling up to a stoplight and the police got next to me and they're like, Oh, 5.9 liter. I bet you that thing's fast. And I look, oh, yeah, officer. Wait. Oh, no, actually, it just it goes to speed limit. It's pretty good, but it's it barely moves. You know, he started laughing at me like, oh, light her up, you know. And, uh, but that truck was amazing. Had a really, really good time with that truck. A lot of fun. But, you know, still, when I would go to the store or something, I always saw myself, you know, reading Mustang magazines or or whatnot and catching up on, you know, Fox Body stuff. And the uh, SN95 had just come out. Um. So we're sitting there. I've got my 98 Dodge Dakota RT. And uh, evidently what Dodge did a buyback of all those trucks under the lemon law because they couldn't tow what they were advertised to tow, much like what happened with the lightning, but Dodge just didn't account for that. So a lot of people are complaining that their trucks couldn't tow as much as what they had advertised because they had sport truck suspension. And, um, you know, at this point I was living in Miami. Uh, I was not financially smart. Um, I'd racked up a bunch of debt and I just wasn't doing super well, you know, financially. And, um, I got a letter one time from Dodge and they're like, Hey, we're going to buy your truck back and anything you have a receipt for, we're going to pay reimburse you for mods, everything. Um, yeah. So I go to the dealership, I take my truck, I take the receipt for everything that I'd ever done to the truck. And I got almost like a complete reset on life. Um, the money they gave me above and be so they gave you original sticker price for your vehicle plus your mods 
plus any interest you had paid. Wow. So bottom line is I got rid of the truck um, and I made out with enough money to pay off my debts, like my credit cards, all that stuff. Good to go. Um, so then I bought a uh, Cavalier Z24, rolled that for a little bit. And uh, right about that time, that was about the mid to end of 99. And um, the new edge had just come out. And I'm like, man, that thing is just the B's and E's. And at that time too, I was in a street race in Miami. So I'd race the truck and, you know, we did really well. You mean Mexico? No, it was Miami back in the day. There was no Mexico. I did learn a little something from the pod. You got to go to uh, Mexico if you want to do any racing. Jeff. Well, Mexico has a Coral Gables and I'm sure we'll get into that here in a minute too. So, uh, you know, anyway, long story short, um, uh, I trade the truck, you know, the truck's good to go. I can come out of it completely solvent. Good to go. I buy a Z24 off a buddy of mine. I'm just kind of hanging out for a little bit. I'm like, you know, I'm a single guy. I don't have any bills. All my debts are paid off. Like, let's go, let's go see what this Mustang thing's all about. So I went to the dealership and I bought a 2000 Mustang GT spring feature. You bought a panty dropper is what you bought. No, I had a panty dropper, 1988 F-150, but we can talk about that later if you want. <laughs> um, so I bought the, the car and it was sick, dude. It was a silver GT, just amazing. It had uh, machined wheels. So it had the regular GT wheels, but they're machined. Like the 35th anniversary had 95 or 99. Um, and it had like two decals on the hood, said GT. It had uh, like the 35th anniversary scoop, side scoops. I think that was about all that was different with the spring feature car. Um, but anyway, had that car and I loved it. And I just thought I was the bee's the knees. The bee's man. knees, buddy. Oh, yeah. I was rolling around Miami. Like it was good to go. Had a great time. You know, um, I remember uh, I'd had it lowered and, you know, put Flowmasters on it in a pro chamber. And I just was like, I was living seventh heaven. Like, child. What lowering springs were you running? Uh, I can't even remember. I know that we ended up having to cut them. I don't remember what I ended up running. No, well, Mac was big back then. Mac was based in Miami, so it may have been Mac Springs, but uh, that car was just awesome. And then, you know, so did that. September 11th came around, kind of recentered your, you know, focus for what you did in the military and things like that. And um, I think, I can't remember, I think it was the end of 02 that the, uh, the Terminator had come out. And, you know, Terminator's all over the place. And I was like, dude, that was ridiculous. And just for context, I think, and I, I remember my numbers correctly. I think I paid 18000 for my GT brand new in 2000. And I had developed a really good relationship with the local Ford dealer. So we bought some cars for my mom through that point and uh, some other friends and stuff. So I went to the dealer and I uh, talked to my salesman and said, hey, you know, what's up with this, this Terminator? Like, what's what's going on? And he told me, you know, they didn't really know what it was going to cost, but, you know, these are some ideas they had. So long story short, well, I keep saying that. It's kind of bullshit. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, uh, I ordered a 03 Cobra. Okay. I ordered a black 03 Cobra with the peanut butter insert uh, seats. And um, so anyway, things are going on. And, you know, it's starting to, like, I'm coming up for orders. I realize I'm going to be leaving Miami. And I think it's probably mid to late 02, 
maybe oh three it had to been oh two and uh i'm like you know i don't really want to spend the money on i don't want to double my debt by buying this card it's basically the same as what i have and so i what i ended up doing is i ended up canceling my order for the terminator and i went to this place in uh where was that somewhere north of miami but it was a place called mustang Special. Wait, isn't, isn't the terminator isn't that the motor yeah, but the car's called the Terminator 2. So the other three Cobra is known as the Terminator. Oh, okay. So, there's somebody but, that would argue that fact with you, I think. That's fine. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, I've always heard it called that. I have too. But I've been I've been told by a couple of folks that there's a certain somebody in the community that doesn't like calling them Terminators. They're 04, 03 and 04 Cobras with a Terminator motor. Okay. Well, they're probably virgins. I'm not going to name names of who that is. But uh, so I canceled my order for that. I went ahead and got my car supercharged, had 373 gears put in it and uh, something else. So basically <laughs> I ran up, I ran up my credit card again. So uh -oh. I was in bad shape. So I had a pro charger P1SC and that thing just was ridiculous. And we were just tearing up the streets in Miami and doing great work, having a great time, a lot of fun. Um, and you went to the track, I think ran like right off the bat, I think like a, ran like a 12 two or something like that and uh, did really well. So we had, you know, quarter mile track, not far away. We we're really lucky. There's a huge, huge car community and culture in Miami. Every Friday we'd go somewhere. It's about an hour North. Uh, it's a place called, um, what was it called? The tower shops and, you know, hang out there. And I mean, there would be hundreds of cars, hundreds of cars there. You know, they probably have 20 to 30 PT cruisers and, every time you would go like just ridiculous amount of cars. So I had a good time with that. Um, and then I got a part-time job at Best Buy and I was coming home from Best Buy one night, messing around with somebody. I think I blew my motor up a little bit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what did you do? What did you do at Best Buy? Uh, I did loss prevention. So I was the guy that sat there and watched the video camera and I watched you steal all the sodas and candy bars and stuff. <laughs> loss prevention. Yeah. <laughs> We got a robbery on aisle two, guys. Hurry up, get over there now. <laughs> get after it. <laughs> or I would just take the camera and zoom in on people and you know see what they were doing. But uh, yeah, people. Yeah, big breasts. We're in Miami. I mean, you know, hey. <laughs> so we know what uh, you were zooming in on, Jess. So <laughs> we're sitting there. Butt. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so uh, oh, look at that! Look at him shake that. Riding home uh, today. Messing around with the car and I, uh, I missed, messed up. I think I hurt the motor. I didn't like blow it up, but I, I hurt the motor. Um, and the blower started sounding real funny, like it was chewing on rocks and stuff like that. So I was like, oh man, I'm in a really bad spot because I, I didn't have any money to fix it. Yeah, that's no bueno. Yeah, it wasn't good. And uh, so I called the dealership and talked to my buddy that uh, was a salesman. I'm like, hey, you got any more of those 03 Cobras laying around? Because <laughs> I think I'd like to trade my car in on it. Because I was trying to replace the 03 Cobra, but then at this point, you know, you see in the forums and everything, everybody's starting to get their 03 Cobras. These cars are performing like ridiculous, night and day different than, you know, any other car out there on the market at the time and um, all that other stuff. So, anyway, what I ended up doing is trade my, my 2000 GT on an 03 Cobra. I got a Sonic Blue one, and the dealership was awesome. They, after I traded my car in, they let me take my 2000 GT home and demod it, take everything off the car, and uh, went back to uh, to stock for that. 
so I had my, you know, O3 Cobra. Everything was awesome. Did a bunch of mods to it and uh, was one of the first guys around, at least in southern Miami, to hit 500 wheel. And we would just tear up the streets of Miami and just had a great time with it. So a lot of fun, um, a lot of fun in the 2000 GT. And then I moved on. I got transferred back to Virginia Beach and uh, went to the SEAL teams as an Intel guy. Deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan a bunch of times. And uh, at that point, my... I would say my car, you know, hobby kind of went to the side. I was trying to grow up and, you know, bought a house and bought a truck, got rid of the, uh, the Terminator. Uh, but it wasn't that long. And I would say I probably went without a Mustang for about two years. Then I bought a 2005 GT. That's a whole nother story. Um, but put, you know, I was like the third guy in the nation to put a GT 500, like an OEM GT 500 front end on the car put Ford racing hot rod cams in it. And that thing sounded ridiculous. Foose wheels, like just amazing. Um, so I had a really good time with it. Had a lot of fun with that car. And at the same time, I had a 96 Mystic Cobra that I bought when I was in Afghanistan. Uh, I was in Afghanistan. I was looking for a lightning. I was an SVT performance looking through the classified ads. And I had seen a classified ad for a Mystic Cobra. And this was, let me see, 2004-ish. So the car was eight years old and it had, I think, 29,000 miles on it. And um, I exchanged some emails with the guy and uh, the car was in Houston. So I made a deal to go get the car in Houston. So I flew home from Afghanistan. Like three days later, I was in Houston, picked up this mint, mint Mystic 96 out of Vortex Supercharged. On it. Like, it was sharp, man. This car was ridiculous. Had it shipped home. So I get home and at the time I had... The Mystic, the 05 GT, the 88 F-150, what we called the panty dropper, and like a Nissan Titan and uh, two roommates in my house. A Nissan so, Titan. Yeah, it was a Nissan Titan. It's pretty awesome. So uh, that was good. And, and ever since then, I've never, I've not been without a Mustang. So when did you get your first Fox body? So I, I got my first. <laughs> So I'll admit this, right? Because it does show a little bit of lineage. I would probably ordinarily not admit this, but my first Fox body I got in 2000 and, uh, 2003. So at the time, two of my best friends had just bought Yamaha R1s. And I had my 03 Cobra that I traded on a Tacoma. And I'm like, well, these guys are out cruising, having a good time on the you know weekends. And I was afraid of motorcycles. And I'm like, I'm just going to buy a car. So wait, wait, you traded your Cobra for a Tacoma? Yeah, but that's, 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 that's another story. That's like, you know, that's about getting older. It's about making adult decisions. Well, so here's the thing. Tom, Tom, you got to remember, he's looking at guys' asses at Best Buy from the security camera. So, (laughs) yes, he traded for I'm just, I'm not even going to dignify that in response because, you know, I ignore ignorance and pretty much that's all that comes out of John's mouth. <laughs> ignorance. But, no, so here's the story with the car, Tom. So my 2000 GT was amazing. I never had a lick of trouble out of that car. No problems. It never went back to the dealership after I got it. My 03 GT, you know, it was almost twice as much. It was a $33,000 car. I'll never forget. I think my payment in 2003 was like $810. Good God. Like if you extrapolate that to today, that's like a thousand, twelve hundred bucks a month. I would die. It was ridiculous. Um, 
but I always had all kinds of problems. Like the inside panels would rattle. I, I had a lot of problems. So that car was giving me a bunch of frustration. Um, and I was trying to, you know, do like the, the right and the mature thing. I was a homeowner now. I needed a way to get, you know, wood for projects home and all that stuff. So I got the truck, but my buddy's got R1s and I'm like, you know, it'd be pretty cool to cruise with the guys and, you know, have something to, to cruise with. So I bought a convertible five liter automatic, uh, Fox body. LX or G LX. Yeah. LX. And I knew I'd messed up. I knew almost immediately that I'd messed up. Um, because we rolled, we were rolling home and my, one of my best friends drove my Tacoma and I had my, you know, my five Oh Mustang, like my, my car, here's my Fox body. And I thought I was really bad, but you know, and we pulled up to a stoplight and my buddy's next to me in the Tacoma and I'm next to him in my, tr- in my, you know, brand new Fox body. And, uh, the light turns green and this dude walked me like immediately by at least three car lengths. Like he was gone. <laughs> next slide he's like dude what are you doing i thought you knew we we're gonna race I'm like oh yeah yeah, i was just sandbagging you know, for it. <laughs> and then I, I raced raced him again and dude that tacoma beat the snot out of that car i was like oh man son i have done messed up um so i went through half the summer and my buddies were always going out riding bikes and i would take you know the you know the, the barbie car out and um it just didn't go well you know, because my buddies are on motorcycles going to, you know, the right. speed of light. And, uh, you know, I'm just sitting back there hanging out and doing my deals. So I finally decided, hey, I'm going to get rid of that. And I'm going to get a bike. So I got an R6. And that was just a terrible, terrible thing. Because I've got a big head. And when you put a helmet on, it gets even bigger. So when I get over like 50 miles an hour, the drag that was caused by my head. It looked like a damn weeble wobble. Yeah, it would force me to go back. I just never could get comfortable or feel safe on that thing. So it was, yeah. it was a bad deal. Super bad deal. So anyway, um, that's the, uh, so I had the 05, I got rid of the, or I don't remember the exact sequence of that, but some very closely, I only had that motorcycle for a couple of months. I sold to a friend and I got the 05, um, and I moved to England and, you know, that was all kind of off the, uh, I kept the 05 when I was in England. We lived there. My first daughter was born and, uh, I had a Hummer that I bought just before we went there and, um, yeah. I mean, after that, pretty much just kept going for the next 12 to 13 years in the Navy. And um, we moved back to the States and I bought my current Fox body. So at one time I had my 05 GT, I had my Fox, my notch, and then I had a 2016 GT. And, um, you know, my daughters are starting to get more active soccer and things like that. And just, it wasn't cool to roll around in a 2016 GT with two little girls in the back, kicking your seat and doing all that. So I traded the, you'll see another pattern develop here in a second, Tom, but I traded the 2016 GT on a red Toyota, uh, forerunner. And that was my dad mobile. So, Yo, uh, how, how are you in the military your whole life, bro? Like Captain America shit, buying fucking all Japanese shit all the time. Japanese truck. You're kind of a trader, bro. You're kind of a trader. I'm, I'm wondering the same damn thing. How in the world somebody can right? I I, I don't understand it. Hey, it's I mean you know it's fun. It, what what I will say is this: during that whole time, I still had an '88 F-150 that we called the panty dropper. <laughs> so yeah, he's that, trying to weasel his way out of that shit. Yeah, Call trying, ain't he? He's trying. Oh, I, mean, I ain't trying to do anything. I'm too old to Call carry. Me bastard. <laughs> But, uh, 
yeah, so I got back to the States and I got the Fox and, uh, it was just one of those things, you know, like we lived in a neighborhood, um, in Virginia and I would go running and, um, I actually changed my running path every day. Cause there's this guy in the next neighborhood over that, that had, after you. no, he had three Fox bodies and, um, I would ride him by just to see, you know, what's out front each day and stuff. So we had a white coupe, a red coupe and a black 93 Cobra. So anyway, you know, I always see the red coupe and I'm like, man, if he ever sells that car, I want to buy it and all that stuff. So this, this went on for a couple of years and, um, I'd gone on deployment, came home. My youngest daughter was born and, um, you know, she was just a, she was probably a year old. And, uh, so I had gone around, um, I just gotten home. My wife, and my oldest daughter had gone to do something. So my youngest daughter was, you know, crying and doing whatever, you know, little kids do. So I, figured hey we'll, we'll go for a car ride we'll get her to take a nap and we'll be good to go so driving around and i've only been home for probably about a week i'm like hey i'm gonna swing by this house and just see if the fox bodies are out front because you know it's it's cool it's something fun to look at and all that so i roll by at the exact same time this guy's pulling back into his driveway and there's a for sale sign on the coupe uh oh i was like oh hell so i pull over and uh start chatting the guy up and you know we're kind of talking I'm like man i'd love to buy this car from you and, hey, you want to uh, trade for a Tacoma? No. Well, at that point, I had a forerunner. He said, "No, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not a communist. Yes, <laughs> I'm not a commie. Yeah, I'm so. not a commie. So uh, we worked a deal, and uh, I went home. You know, told the wife, like, "Hey, I found this fox body. Like, gotta have it." And you know, my wife's been amazing the entire time we've been married. She's been super supportive. Um, she's like, "All right, well, hey, if you want it, go get it." So, you know, there's a little bit of stuff with that. Like the car disappeared for a while and then it came back and, you know, all these things. But anyway, long story short, I ended up buying the car, drove it home and it was amazing. It was a stock, probably almost completely unmolested, 5.0, natural 5.0, black interior car, but it was automatic. Um, but even had the air silencer on it, like stock, almost stock as could be, you know, low miles. It was like just under a hundred thousand at the time and uh, just a good car. So Anyway, get it home. So I've got a Forerunner, an 05 GT in that car. And, uh, you know, started looking around, got a 2016 GT after that. And just started to realize, you know, because we've been super lucky in our married life that, you know, my wife hasn't had to work. And we've raised, you know, three kids on, you know, single income. Um, so we're just really, really blessed, right? And I felt really bad and really guilty about trying to take money out to work on the Fox body, you know, take it away. Why, from bro, you were making the money. Why would you feel guilty? Because there wasn't a whole lot to go around. I didn't want my kids not to get shoes. Cause I needed a new set of wheels, you know, for my car. Well, so, I, yeah, I get it. I get that. <laughs> so that was my thing. So, but I had a plan, right? So what I did is, um, as I told you, you know, I had my 05 GT and that thing sat in the, it was a weekend car. It sat in the garage, super clean. And, uh, it was probably, I don't even remember what year I sold it, but it was, it was super, super, super low miles. Um, sold the car. It was paid off and I made, you know, a bunch of money cash. Uh, and then as luck would have it, almost literally three days after I sold the car and I'm starting to put together my plan of how I'm going to fix the Fox body. I'm going to take all this money and resources and put into the Fox body. Um, our air condition at the house shits the bed. So there goes, you know, probably two thirds of the money I just made off of this car. And then we took the rest of the money, paid down some bills. And I was back at square one, like, what the heck, you know? Right. Um, I had a little bit of money left. No, I didn't have money left over yet, but I had the Fox. I would drive it. And, you know, it's just an old squeaky car. 
Um, so I had the 2016 GT. I was into that pretty hard. So, you know, did some mods. Um, I had some money left over. I put in the mods on the 2016 GT. Uh, and I told John this the other day, but I actually won a set of Belgian wheels for it. Um, the classic fives or whatever back in the day. And uh, it was going good. Like, I love the car. It was good. But, you know, again, the kids were getting bigger and older. So I ended up selling that car took all the mods off of it, sold everything and used the money left over from that to get started on the Fox. So I immediately bought some coilovers, um, those SVE series, three wheels, slammed it to the ground, put a cam in it and got the exhaust and just rolled like that for a couple of years. And it was like, I bought some 285 uh, BFG drag rails off of somebody and they literally, they've got a huge footprint on them. They almost look like 315s. So anywhere I would go, somewhere, anytime I would go somewhere, people would see that tire and just be like, my God, dude, like, that car's so bad. <laughs> yeah, and they, just, like, they had no idea that it was still automatic. And that thing, like, you could outrun the car. Like, you literally could outrun right. it, like, on your feet. Um, so, you know, it, but it sounded amazing. It looked pretty decent. Uh, but, you know, through the time that the owner prior to me had it, you know, the paint, the uh, clear coat started to let go. And, you know, anytime it would be outside. So I kept it in the garage, but anytime it would go outside, water would get underneath like those bubbles in the clear and then yeah, through yeah. evaporation it would crack the clear and make it, you know, worse. Yeah. Um, so that's the point where we moved here to Tennessee. And that was my only car that I had left. You know, I had the Fox and that was it. Um, so I take it to a couple shows. We'd gone to Foxtoberfest a couple times. We went to Ponies and Smokies a couple times. Um, just had a good time with it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then uh, once we got here, we got established. I decided to get the car painted, and um, that's where we're at now. We're kind of rebuilding the car, putting her back together, and hoping to get it ready for um, Ford Takeover this summer or we'll debut it. And uh, that's a project that took a total turn. Um, it went from you know original paint color, just repaint and some graphics and whatever, to completely morphing into a totally different car now. Uh, but I think when it's done, it's going to be absolutely amazing and it's going to turn some heads. I think obviously I'm biased, but um, I've been, no, super I think lucky. it's going to do good. I think, I think it will, I think yep. it will too, but I, I, I've been, like I said, I've been super, you know, just blessed in my, you know, my professional career and my, you know, I guess really my adult life. Um, and, and I'll tell you, I think that these cars have created some of the best relationships with people you know, that I've had in my entire life, you know, and I think that, and there may be people in this, listen to this that can relate, but back in the old days, at least in like the naval aviation community, you know, whatever kind of plane you flew brought with it a different kind of personality. So your F-14 Tomcat guys were like super cool, laid back kind of dudes. Your F-18 guys were more pretentious, like pricks, you know, things like that. So, you know, to draw that to the Mustang community, like the S550 guys are kind of like the F18 guys. And uh, the Fox body guys are like, you know, Tomcat guys, just laid back, good dudes, um, always willing to help, always willing to, you know, lend, you know, a hand. There's never been a point in my life where I pulled up somewhere at my Fox where somebody hasn't complimented the car or asked me, hey, what did you do with this? How did you do that? Or message me on Instagram. And that's completely different. And, you know, hopefully it's changed. But when I had my S550, you know, you'd roll to a car show and people would just shit on you before you got out of your car. Oh, that dude did that. Or what about, uh, and if you didn't have air and a whipple right off the bat, then, you know, you didn't join the cookie cutter club of uh, S550. So you're kind of ostracized. Well, there and, goes any chance of growing into the S550 world. Oh, uh, we're going to be fine. We'll find some great <laughs> S550 guys. Those <laughs> dreams are over, John. Let's go. We'll find some great S550 guys. But, um, <laughs> 
you know, that's where my. They're going to have to be forty-five plus. Yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, go ahead. Yeah. So for the two people who cared, that's Jesse's backstory. Yeah. <laughs> for the two people that care, I think it's been generous. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Super boring. Oh, I'm more entertaining hilarious. person. I assure you that. Well, that's cool though. I just learned some shit about you. Yeah, we've been doing this for quite a while now. I feel like yeah. I'm getting to know you more and more as time yeah. goes on. Yeah. So, go ahead. No, go go ahead. No, I was gonna say. I mean, I think that. Um, you know, the Fox body community has been pretty important, you know, to me, uh, you know, learning things about, you know, the car and how to do, you know, various aspects and, you know, tons of people reached out to help me, you know, along my way, you know, to build the car and stuff. And, and it's been amazing. It's been really helpful. And, um, you know, I'm just excited to see where it's going to go. And, you know, honestly, if it wasn't for that car, I wouldn't know the two knuckleheads on the other side of the screen. It's true. You know, and it's so funny true. too, because John and I linked up, a long time ago, like probably 2018, 2019. And, uh, I reached out to him cause I think he had just gotten Dale painted. And I was asking him cause I knew I wanted to get my car painted. So I was asking some questions and, um, we come to find out, you know, the first time we met up, like we had pictures on our phones of each other's cars at various stages of, you know, construction and stuff. And it was, it was just interesting to make those connections based on, crazy. Big old, yeah, just a big old hunk of metal, you know? Yep. Yep. <clears throat> It is crazy. Faux show, faux show. Well, the first time I ever talked to Jesse ever, it was I was bringing your windows to you. Yep. Never yeah. met you. We had one phone conversation. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring your windows. So it was yeah. cool. He trusted me with that. Well, it's funny too because I had asked John. Um, so I, I won't say who did my windows for me, but it was a very good friend that lived in uh, I think it's northern New York, mm -hmm. and um, he was going to Carlisle. But he wasn't coming to Ford Takeover, so I talked to John. I'm like, "Man, I need to get my windows, dude. Do you know anybody going from New York to to uh, Ford Takeover?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Tom Schwinzer." He's like, "War Admiral." I'm like, "Oh, psh, that's like asking Pamela Anderson to bring you some rubbers, man. You can't do that." Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, "Ain't no way, ain't no way the War Admiral's gonna do nothing for me. He's gonna be like Jesse, who that red car with all the you know crack." Yeah, paint? right. No thanks. Yeah, but. You know, like Tom said, he's like, yeah, dude, I'll do it for you. And then we had a phone call. No, he actually said, bro, I've got a reputation to keep. I can't be hauling your damn windows in my car. Bullshit. <laughs> I definitely did not say that. Uh, well, that might have been the part he said to you, but he didn't say that when he talked to me on the phone. But he was just super uh, you know, accommodating. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you've got 200,000 views on a YouTube video of your car, you are a celebrity. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That is kind of pretty cool, dude. Who, that is I mean, cool. I'm well, not going to do my own His, horn, his head's starting to cover up that damn deer in the background. It's getting some No, pain. it's brother Tom, right? Like he brother yeah. Tom, you know, he he does, he did the, he did it justice. Like all shouts out to him. I think that video's got to be 215 now. Yeah, I don't that's know. All, that's all him, man. You know what I mean? Like really. Yeah. You know, he's just when he does a video and he sets his mind to it, he does a video, you know. He's just He's a laid back, cool guy. He's easy to, he's easy guy to open up to. And I think that comes through on his, vi all of his videos. You know oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Good dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it was cool. And, uh, you know, that was instrumental to me because it helped to, you know, get part of my car, integral part of my car, uh, you know, down to me without having to go through a whole bunch of stuff. 216,000 views right now. Wow. That's that crazy. That's crazy. So, uh, you mentioned before that you had like a, 
mini fast 10 for me or fast five or something like that? Yeah, but I was too busy, John. I I got a fast one. You only got fast one? <laughs> yeah, but it's good. Oh, you ain't getting shit. Yeah. Get shit tonight, Johnny, again. No, wow. I'll give it to you. Hey, you know what? And you know me. Okay. I'm pretty fast. I could probably come up with a couple, but this one's this one's going to be good, all right? And if I don't get more, then this could just be a prelude to things to come. All okay, right? so yeah, get two or three at all least. Right. Well, I'm gonna, I've got one written down, and then we'll figure out another one. All right, so here we go. John, here's what we're going to do, right? I want to set the scene for you. Okay. You're rolling in Dale. You're just cruising backwood streets of Boaz. You know, you're cutting through those corners, those, you know, whippy you know, roads you all got there. It's dusk. We all know that Dale's headlights ain't working super hot. And uh, it's just late night. You know, you're fixing to get to the house. You're hungry. You know, little Debbie. Dollar General's been out of little Debbie cakes for a while. And it's oh, pissing you off, man. So you are hungry. Your belly's gone a hole in your spine, right? And you're rolling around and you go around a corner real fast and you hear a thump. Poof, and you know you hit something. And you pull over. You're like, oh, man, there's some roadkill back there. I need to get it. And you know you hit it. You know you hit something that you could eat, right? <laughs> so as you get out of Dale, right, brother? Yeah, you're getting out yeah. of Dale right now. And you're walking back. And you're like, oh, man. You checked first. Dale's cool. Dale's I'm hungry. Tired. I'm hungry, Jesse. You're hungry. What is but it? More importantly, there's no damage to Dale. Zero. Okay. Dale is good to go. All right. So now you turn around. You're turning your attention to the back of the car. You're walking back there. And, man, you are just like, oh. you know you're hungry. You know that by Alabama rights, whatever's on that floor is yours. You're allowed right. to eat it. For sure. 100%. So what are you hoping that it is? Are you hoping that it's a possum or a coon? Oh, a possum for sure, dude. That was too quick of an answer. Yeah, possum for sure. All right, so you got the possum. You guys eat, you eat possum down there? No, but if I was going to eat something, it'd be a possum. It wouldn't be a coon. I feel like a coon would taste better than a possum. I don't know. Man. So they, they make actually possum stew. I mean, people have eaten possum stew, but I've never heard of a somebody eating a coon. Uh, yeah, I guess I haven't either, right? They just skin no. the shit. I haven't heard anybody eat a possum either. I mean, honestly, have we're not. I have. Yeah, I've heard of them. So, well, so we know you have. I'll tell you a story. So there, there was a guy. So I don't. Maybe Peter may come after us for this. I don't know for sure. Well, you're in Mexico, so uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> if y'all think it, if if, if y'all think it is, we'll just cut it out. <laughs> so so anyway, there there used to be this. I was told the story by a fellow that I used to go to church with. Okay. So he said that back when he was a kid, there used to be a guy in town, small town that would pay $5 per possum that somebody would bring him because he loved possum stew so good. Okay. Well, <laughs> kids would go out and try to find possums to bring to him. And before you know it, there wasn't very many possums left. Okay. So they couldn't find possums much. So this fella was getting kind of broke and his neighbor had a slew of cats. So one night the old guy got a slew of cats instead of possums. Oh, Next time he saw him, he said, he said, he said, that guy said, man, I don't know where them possums you got come from, but two of the best possums I ever had in my life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm like, daggum, I'm glad I don't like possum. So, but yeah, there you go, Jess. Okay, I got, I got the, I got some next fest then. Are you ready? All right. All right, here we go. 
All right, I'm going to set the scene for you again. You I need to close your eyes. Think about this, all right? All right. So you're going over there to Boaz High. All right, you're a senior in high school, and you are just I rocking went to Salt high, but okay. You got one, one quarter left, and you're getting ready to graduate and go out to the big world. And you roll into the senior high school parking lot, and you're rolling in the sickest Bronco everybody has ever seen. It's like a 78 model. You got a 460 in it. That joker's up on like 44-inch super swampers. You got all the road noise kicking as you're driving. As you're coming to school. That thing is just sick, man. Like you are you are the king of the high school. Ain't like that dumbass bug you drove when you were on, you know, playing football. <laughs> this is you have matured. You started selling drugs or doing something. You got a cool car now. Gotcha. Right? So you're rolling in on that Bronco. Right. And this is like a four part question. So pay attention. Oh, I don't know if I could do this. All right. So you're getting out of the Bronco, right? <laughs> Too getting complicated, ready to that, bro. <laughs> getting ready to roll that window up. And you look in the rearview mirror, check yourself out, make sure your hair's just right. Are you rocking a mullet or a perm? What year is this? You're, whatever year you went to high school. You're seeing <laughs> oh, it'd be a mullet. It'd be a mullet. All right. In 1992, it'd be a mullet, dude. All right, so you pull out your little, you know, that brush, that goodie <laughs> brush, and you you get the mullet looking just right. You get all the, you know, the knots out of it. Yeah. And uh, you're just, you know, getting ready to turn the car off, and you got your music blaring. Is the music coming out of the speakers, is it winger or foreigner? Huh, that's a nice one. So, I, foreigner. Okay. So, you yeah, got foreigner, foreigner cranking. Or all right, so you turn off the you turn off the truck. Your hair's looking good. You're feeling pumped up. Listen to Foreigner. You get you look at your good luck charm on that Bronco. Is it going to be alligator toes hanging from the rearview mirror, or is it going to be the nutsack of the first deer you killed on the shifter? I've never been deer hunting, so it had to be alligator toes. So you've been gator hunting? I've well, no, but I like alligators. <laughs> All right, that's <laughs> as far as I got. Cool. I think alligators are pretty cool, pretty cool animals. Yeah. My brother actually went on a gator hunt and uh he that's one thing that they did do that. They like chopped all the toes off the gator, petrified them or whatever, drilled a hole in it and hung it from the uh, rearview mirror of the truck. Really? Yeah. Wow. So kind of like the uh, uh those guys that have the coon pecker in their helmet in their hat. You're gonna have to explain that to Tom so, so, his face. You, you ever you know moonshiners? They take a coon pecker with them, and whenever they're doing their brute, you know they're—that's what they have. It's a—it's a coon dick that they have in their damn hat. Most of them carry it in their hat. No shit. Because <laughs> raccoon dicks have a bone in it. Wait, they don't—they don't cut that shit off. Yeah, no, they, they take the bone out. They—they they have to cut it out. Yeah, they cut it out of the out of, out of it whenever they kill it. Yeah, but when they make a hat, they leave the fucking dick in there. No, so so they just. Pluck it, you know, it's it's like they stick it in a spot on their hats most of the time, like, you know, just stick it in their hat or behind their ear or whatever. And then whenever they go do a moonshine run, whenever it starts coming out, you know, the moonshine starts coming out of the uh, spigot or whatever you call it, they put their jar down there, they put that coon pecker up in there, and it actually, <laughs> it, it actually guides the moonshine down into the jar, and it doesn't just go out everywhere. Yeah. You didn't know that? You need Why to watch, would I know that, bro? I don't live in moonshine you to, country. You need to watch Moonshiners on, on uh, I think it's Discovery Channel, I think. I think it is. It's all fake. Yeah. No, it's not it's fake. All... It's real shit. That's, That's real shit. It really happens. It's just like in ginseng hunters. Yeah, right. <laughs> just like Bigfoot's real too, right? 
Well, it may, may be. You don't know. Have you ever saw him? Are you a believer? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, he's the damn king of hide and seek. Are you a believer? Maybe. A maybe believer. not. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so, uh, we were going to do a little recap here. So, I just got – what do you guys think um, – did you guys have a favorite moment on the pod? I think yeah. – go ahead, John. My favorite moment on the pod so far has definitely been Scott Weaves' Fast 10. Yeah. Yeah. The, be- the best Fast 10 – by far, so far, and you know his reactions, his answers, the 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 ad libs, the whole nine yards was what made that. You know what I mean? Yeah, funny, funny bastard. Yeah. Very, very good. Very. very How about good. you, Jesse? Um, I mean, I'll tell you. I think honestly, like the biggest moment for me was just us getting it out and getting the first episode, like push figuring out how to do it, how to get it, you know, published and stuff. But you know, as you go back and look at the guests. <clears throat> You know, we've been super lucky and just fortunate with some really great, uh, you know, people. But I would say that, you know, some highlights would be, as I'm flicking through it right now, um, I think the interview that Gary did with you guys, where we got to know more about y'all and your backgrounds and things like that, definitely more interesting than what I just got done, you know, meandering through. But um, I think that episode was was really good. Um you know, I think that uh, hearing um, Jess Miller's story, the boomerang staying, yeah, was awesome. I think that you know Mario's story uh, about how he you know donated a kidney to his dad was awesome. Yeah, for sure. You, you know, Robert Camp talking about his um, his as long as you know as as well as you know Thomas Rice and a few others have talked about their struggles. Um, you know, just with life and things like that. Like, I, I think it's been great. I don't think there's a bad episode. No, um, I'm I'm scrolling through it. I like the fact that Caleb was all right with me putting a Santa Claus hat on his head for our uh, thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, I think that was good. But speaking, um, of, speaking of Caleb, I cannot wait for Ford Takeover. Oh yeah, it's gonna be very exciting this year. I think Ford Takeover is gonna be amazing. Hopefully, we'll yeah. be debuting sixty six percent of a uh, five zero Asylum cars there. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, hopefully yeah. ninety. Ho- hopefully ninety nine point nine 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 percent. If we'll somebody will make the ride and not bitch about it. We'll see. Right. We're going to have to start a GoFundMe just for his gas yeah, fees. Give him a GoFund. <laughs> come to Ponies and Smokies. Come here. Come there. Bro. Well, if you relocated, <laughs> you wouldn't have that problem. I'm going to need a new fucking truck right. before the season's over. We just got to get you relocated is what we got to do. Yeah, I wish, man. Yeah. But I think, about- honestly, for me, it, I really have enjoyed every single one. I, everyone's different, right? Like, like I was saying, some are, yeah. some are more like real some are more sad i'll even say some are funny some are whatever but i i really enjoy uh the moments for me that i like best is the, the private messages i get about them like yep. yeah uh you know how maybe it helped somebody or they enjoyed it and you know we talk about stuff with men and it's people like to hear that kind of stuff because it's just stuff that we don't normally talk about i guess yeah. Whatever it may be, it's the private. It's the private messages that that make me feel like it's worth the work, the work because it is work sometimes. I mean, yeah. you guys know now it's it's like a second job. Uh, yeah. Well, it's one of those things too. I think that you don't realize who you're helping or 
what light you're shedding in other people's lives until you get those messages, right? Like we just feel like we're, you know, having a good time. We're, you know, kind of cutting up, talking to our buddies and, and having fun. But, you know, I think just the environment that's created, you know, especially with you and, you know, the rapport that, you know, you guys have with each other, how you play on each other and, you know, kind of just kind of cut up with each other and, you know, make jokes and things like that provides a comfortable you know, and safe, dare I say, you know, kind of environment for the guests. So when they come on, they're like, oh man, they feel like they're hanging out near a garage, talking to their buddies and just doing things. And I think, you know, John, you talked about earlier that, you know, when you go to a car show and you see people, um, sometimes it's not, it's not good, you know, because you don't, especially you guys, right? Because you, you guys are at a certain point with your car and this isn't, you know, to be uh, negative, but so many people know Dale, so many people know war Admiral that when you do get to these shows, you don't get to spend the amount of time with people that you would want to. Right. Yeah. You don't get to spend that time getting to know. Them. I mean, you know, Tom, you and I are tight, dude. And I barely got to talk to you. At, um, uh, what was that? Uh, Foxtoberfest, you know, right. because so many people are coming and rightfully so. And that's, you know, a lot of people's only opportunity to get to talk to those people. So I see, what's going on here is an extension of those, those meetings, right? It, it yeah. allows you, it allows us to get to know who we're talking to, but in the same vein, it lets them get to know you as well. That way, when we all get back together at a car show or something like that, be like, Hey, I love the pot or that was hilarious. Or at least they know more about you. Yeah. We know about it more other people and um, good to go. You know, I would say, you know, as far as to go back to your initial question, Tom, I think that whenever Sean Dice brings his car out, the world's going to be 100% more prepared for it than had they been before he came on the pod. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Because yeah. before that he was kind of flying under the radar. I mean, he was probably known in the Midwest, but you know, if he makes it to Ford takeover, like everybody's gonna be like, Hey, you were on the pod. You know, I got to know a lot about you and you know, now I'm, you're familiar with the car, excuse me and things like that. So I think it's going to be awesome. Um, and, and really, I guess that's my really long, long way of saying that just the whole experience has, has been amazing so far. Yeah. You know, when we first started it and we started, going off about like life issues and all this other stuff along with cars. I was really like, I haven't probably said it to you guys. Like, are we sure this is the path we want to go or, or like, I was nervous that people weren't going to be receptive. Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like they weren't yeah. going to be receptive of it. Like for sure. I was nervous about it. And John's like, it is what it is. This is who we are. This is what we talk about. We ain't changing the damn thing. Yep. And I'm glad I agreed with that because I think it's doing well, man. You know, it, listen, my language and some of the stuff we say may not be for everybody, but, uh, you know, I appreciate the people stick around and listen for sure. At the end of the day, it's not about language. It's about the connection, in my opinion. You know what I'm Agreed. saying? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're giving people an opportunity to connect with your fellow Fox Body enthusiast or or, or car enthusiast, truck enthusiast, uh, you know, for, for Pete's sake. It, it's not about the language that we use or the 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 comedy that we use none of that stuff matters at the end of the day it matters about the person on the other side of the screen you know that's going through problems you know that that's having issues in his or her life or overcome issues in his or her her life that you can use to benefit yourself you know or someone who's just having <clears throat> living the dream someone yeah. who's really yeah. like life is good they've done yeah. the right things they're proud of themselves like there's that too you know we want to hear yeah. about that stuff too Yep, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I think it's all good. I think, you know, um, and it's 
it's a blessing to be able to do it. You know, it's a, it's good. You know, there's never a shortage of, you know, people that want to come on board and, you know, talk. And I think that's a testament to, again, that environment that's being created, you know, when everybody comes together and uh, I just look forward to it growing and, you know, doing really well, you know, as far as just bringing something to the people. And I'll be very interested, very interested to see how this year's car shows are different than last year's. And what I mean yeah. by that is, you know, we started this in kind of the quote unquote off season, right? Right yeah. after Foxtoberfest was over. So there's been no car shows since we started this podcast. I'll be very interested to see how many people run up like, oh man, I listened to you on the pod or, hey, this pod, right. this episode did great for me. And not even just for us, but for the people that we've had on as guests as well. Yeah. Somebody walks up to Scott, you know, at a, uh, at a show and they're like, dude, you know, we like wine just like you, you know, Jesse's done. We don't know what he's talking about. Like, I, I think it's going to be awesome how it's going to bring, at least the way that I envision it, it's going to bring people Hopefully together. bring folks closer together. That's the whole game plan. Absolutely. Where do you guys, uh, go ahead, John. I said just for sure, you know. Where do you guys uh, hope this goes? Like, where do you where do you foresee it going, John? Uh, I mean, where, I, do, you, where do you hope? Like, what your hopes? Like, how do you? Whatever you think, where do you see the future of this? Podcast? I hope we reach every Ford enthusiast, car enthusiast that we can possibly reach, and get people to understand that it's not always about how badass your car is, but it is always about things that you're going through or not going through in your life that, that we want to know about. And, you know, that's pretty much what I want. I want people to understand that, you know, I'm not doing this for any kind of fame. I'm not doing this for any kind of, you know, glory for myself or anything like that. It's strictly because I felt like we had a need because you have so many people that go to these shows now, you know, Foxtoberfest, you, you know, we're almost up to a thousand people, you know, that come to that show, you know, it's usually between, you know, seven, 800 folks that come to that show and heaven forbid, we cannot talk to every single one of those people. You might get a chance to connect with five. At a show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I hope this does is I hope it, I, I'm hoping, you know, I, I don't care if it makes me any money. I don't care if, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, I just hope that folks listen to it and get something out of it. You know, what, what would you say? Cause there's going to be, I, you know, I have gotten messages about this. I should have brought it up when it happened, but I did get a message. I can't remember exact words. So don't quote me. Uh, something of the nature, like you guys are just trying to get, you know, famous and make money, blah, 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 blah. What do, what do you say about that? <laughs> I, it's not, I say this shit cost me money, motherfucker. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is costing me. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not in it to, to, to gain anything out of it. You know, other than, other than a, you know, a tighter knit community. You know, that's, that's my whole, that's, that was my whole goal. You know, was to get a, yeah. a tighter knit community because, you know, I was so tired of going to shows for the past two years, sitting down at a show or, or you know, walking around, and you know. Somebody said, you know, you get up to go walk and look at another car or something like that. And then on the way home, you get three or four messages. Dude, I came by your car to see you, blah, 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 blah. You know, I love the car, but I really wanted to talk to you and meet you. And, you know, that kind of upsets me a little bit because, you know, you can't just go and sit beside your car the whole time and expect, 
you know, to, to gain anything out of it. You know, you want to go and look at other cars and gain inspiration or see what they have and brag on that person's build, build them up. You know what I mean? Uh, dude, I love your new wheel setup, blah, 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 whatever, you know? Well, I, th uh, I think with that being said too, John, I think the other thing to remember is that, you know, we all are enthusiasts as well. Right. So like yeah. you said, nobody wants to sit by their car and, and to me, there's a degree of, I mean, I don't know, maybe. I want to come see your car. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a degree of pompousness that if you just sit here, like, oh, I got to wait, wait for the people to come. Yeah. Right. Like you want to go see other people's cars because, you know, especially at an event where, you know, like Ford Takeover, where there's so many. Yeah. Like, you, whose car is this? Like, I love it. What, what did you do with this? How did you do that? You know, just yeah. get that inspiration, like you're saying. For sure. For sure. And then, I'm, of course, I'm hunting down folks that, you know, that have reached out that, you know, that's contacted me, you know, whether, whether you be in a parts meet, whether you be, you know, at a car or whatever, I'm hunting you down. I'm going to try to talk to you for a little bit. You know what I mean? Cause I love talking. No yeah, way. What I, Not you. Oh, yeah, I like it, man. It's fun. <laughs> you like talking more? Or little I like talking and eating, Jesse. Little Debbie's or, or talking? Which one comes first? Say what? I said, which one comes first? Talking or little Debbie's? Oh, Debbie's for sure. dude. Okay. So, let that be known, right? If you go to Pitts yeah. this year and you want to talk to John because he's going to be already upset. He's going to bring me a little Debbie because Dale's not going to be there. But I guarantee you, if there's 10 people in a row and you have a little Debbie snack, you'll get talked to first. Guaranteed. That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know what? You know what? Off that, you know what I'm proud of, dude? We may never grow to like some huge, crazy Facebook group number, right? Like it may never be as big as some of the really, really big ones. Yeah. But what I am proud of is in our group, uh, like people joke around, they don't get all ass hurt. You know, oh, I yeah. think I yep. think we've created a thing where, you know, if you it's okay to bust someone's balls and they're just gonna laugh at it, play with it, have fun with it yeah. with you. Whereas in some other groups, it's um it's kind of like if you were to do what we do in our group, forget it. You know, you oh, yeah. Yeah. It would be people would be ass hurt, crying the blues, trying to get you banned, the whole shit. Yeah. So I mean it. Whether we ever have huge, huge numbers or we don't, doesn't really matter to me. What I am happy about is the people that we do have are engaged. So thank you, everybody, for that. Yes, appreciate it, guys. And uh, they have a sense of fucking humors. It's like the old days, man. It feels yep. like the old days in our in our Absolutely. Facebook group. And that's what I like about it. I'm proud of that. Well, it should yeah. be Good because job to you, John, for doing that. Most people yeah. are like our age. So they should – they come from the more hardened – time so they yeah. should be able to make yeah. those jokes like john you know constantly pushing off his uh you know homosexual desires on me like <laughs> i mean you know like i just roll with the punches man i know what's up but i know john secretly wishes that was him you know like well i mean you are a pretty fella jesse i know i try i mean you still got all your hair i do that's a good that's a true story yeah, yeah. <laughs> and whose hair is so done and pretty what the fucking time is it always on the pod, it's always done up yeah, right. what are you using that like Aquanet or? I just uh, stick my head out the window like Ace Ventura when I go to. Is, are you getting work. tips from Gary? No, I'm not. You and Gary texted. Yeah, we're sharing hair care. You're using brill cream in that, aren't you? See, that's what most Navy guys use is brill cream. Whatever it takes. <laughs> that's cool, bro. Hey, Dan. Hey, let's tell the people what we got planned for pits. What? What do we have planned? The so we're having the little hangout. At the uh, axe throwing joint, so mm -hmm. uh, the axe house. 
Yeah, so make sure you check out the Facebook page. It's what, Saturday night, Friday night? I can't remember. Uh, Friday no, Friday night, yes, the 24th. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you check out the page. What we'll do is we'll create an event on the page. Yes. Um, yes. But again, if you just want to come hang out with some regular dudes and, uh, you know, push little Debbie Snake uh, snacks. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's where John's going to do the truffle shuffle or not, but he's definitely going to do the truffle shuffle. Oh, the truffle shuffle is going down, boys. Absolutely. We're going to put that on down. Instagram yeah. live. So tune in for yeah. that. I'm down with it. Dom message. I've day been day doing sit-ups. I've been doing sit-ups all week. To get oh, no. bullshit. <laughs> You're so bullshit. I have. I mean, I got a six-pack down there. What are you talking about? Not, yeah. not soda. <laughs> Yo, Dominic, Dominic messaged me. And he's like, are you guys going to be signing autographs at your, at your event? Listen. The only one, I only signed titties. All right. <laughs> number one, number one, number the first thing that that Dom did was make a mistake. It's not our event. Right. It's everybody's event. Yep. Right. So, you know, it's it's a hangout type deal to, to for for all of us to get to meet one another. I wouldn't um, even so, call it an event, dude. We're just gonna nah. go one place. This is where we're gonna be. Every, hopefully, everybody from the asylum, you know, yeah. page shows up. We get to meet people in person. That's it. Plenty I reserved it for. Uh, I told the lady to expect between twenty and thirty. Uh, tw- 20 to 40 folks, you know. I want to throw some axes. I've never done that shit. Yeah. yeah. Have you not ever done it? I never did it. Dude, I'm getting that shit on video. I got to see you throw an axe. <laughs> I bet Can't you wait. throw like a girl. A fucking girl what? I bet you throw like a girl. Hell no. I'm gonna own oh, we're going to go face-to-face on axe throwing. We're going to do. I hope not. Night. If you guys yep. go face-to-face on axe throwing, somebody's catching one in the head. It's going to be Tom. <laughs> cutting that damn mohawk off. Yo, it's gone. Look. Oh, yeah, you had to have it cut the other day for that job interview. That's right. I did. I did. I could yeah. probably have it back. By you heard anything time. from that, by the way? No, it would be a little while. Okay. Yeah, it usually takes, I mean, big company, slow moving. Jesse could attest to that. You know, it's yeah. right on. Got to go through the. So yeah, I interview in Jersey to, for a job in PA, and some guy in Ohio will make the decision. You know what yeah. I mean? That's yeah, how it goes. That's, sure. that's the actual true story of it. Yeah. Hey, if y'all have any uh, desires for, you know, some T-shirts or hats or anything, make sure you bring some cash money with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'll just say that out there. I'm I'm bringing – it's kind of a limited quantity, honestly, because of time restraints and all that stuff. And um, not for nothing budget, this shit costs a lot of money to have made. You know, yeah. so what I'm going to have with me is I'm going to have, I think, 40, 40 mixed-size Asylum T-shirts. And I think 12 hats for this go around. So, and I'm not set up for any card of card, any kind of cards just yet. So hopefully by chocolate Fox, I will be, but uh, right now, no, it's going to be cash. Make sure you bring cash guys and girls. If you use the discount code, just the mess, you get a 10% upcharge. So just the mess gets 10% upcharge. Make sure you use it at checkout. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to get his hat paid for. <laughs> yeah. Did you get any Gale shirts made, John? No. 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 I'll probably yet. bring some I'll probably bring some more animal shirts. I will I will have not some Dale shirts. Want that shit, but. I'll have some four-eyed fox hats, Dale shirts, and asylum hats at Fort Takeover. The much anticipated four-eyed fox hat. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the picture of it? No. So I've got a I've got yep. a redesign of the four-eyed fox, by the way. Yeah. Michael Johnson did a kick-ass job on the Asylum hats. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Dude, they look good. I'm, I'm stoked. And he's amazing, bro. Let me just shout him out, honestly. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
because yeah. I, I messed. This is the second time I've messaged him on like short notice. All listen, true talk. All just based on budget. Like, do I have enough money to order these fucking shirts? Right. So it ended up being last second. I have the money to order like forty shirts, twelve hats. And uh, he's like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get it by ponies. I'm like, oh, listen, you do what you can do. He's overwhelmed. Boom, messaged me yesterday. I'm gonna have him done. Sends me pictures of the hats. Like this guy, guys. If you need something, you need to, you need to get in touch with him. Stop by his booth and spend a little money because let me tell you something. He he works his ass off and gets stuff done for the Fox community. So and this guy truly you. cares about each and every one of our, of us in the Fox community. Hey, He's an Mike, outstanding guy. So yeah. let me shout out Michael Johnson as well because that dude made me a custom hat and he added a Tom's bill. So I love yeah. that. Yeah, that was a fucking surprise. Oh, yeah, mom's added yeah. to it too. That's yeah. right. Yeah. He added my hat to Tom's bill. So I appreciate you for that, brother. Let's talk about that, you pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't my choice. So John messages me. I say, John, I got 12 half, 12 asylum hats made. Oh, all right. Yeah, I, I messaged Michael. I mean, he's going to make me one too. I'm like, oh, I didn't think I'd go, but John's just going to pay for his hat. Jesse goes, oh, I want to get one of them hats. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll, you can message Michael. He'll make it custom. Okay, cool. I get the invoice, the pre-invoice, like kind of a list of what everything is. And I'm like, wait, wait, there's, there's 14 12 hats. hats. And then it says in quotations, one for John that he ordered, one for Jesse that he ordered. It's all included in my fucking bill. <laughs> it's already paid for, Jess. Hey, it's good to go, man. Hey, thank you, Tom. <laughs> yeah, we you appreciate it. Awesome. We appreciate right. it, Dad. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> That's when you start calling me fucking Daddy after this. Well, fellas, we've been doing this shit for about an hour and 27 minutes. And Johnny's got to go finish out Billy with his car so he can. Yep, yep. We got to get that pits. car ready to rock and roll, man, for for, for pits. So. Yep. so real quick, before we go, one last thing. Anyone who's listening, um, listen, if you got a cool story or that you want to tell, reach out to me or John. Preferably John. He has more time than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can reach out to either one of us. And um, we want to hear it. Like, don't ever think. How do I say this? We want to hear all of your fucking stories, right? Don't ever think like, oh, Everybody I only have a certain this amount of followers. No one gives a shit about oh, me. Oh, hang, or hang on a second. I got I got to interject real quick, okay? Yep. So, I don't know if you guys uh, saw my buddy Benji McDowell's post today on the uh, Facebook page. I didn't. He shouted out his son Cooper McDowell. Oh yes, oh, yeah, I did yeah. see. It. I did see it. Cooper, Cooper is seventeen years old. He's never dealt with. A fox body, you know, just has bought it uh, three, four months ago, I think, something like that. Uh, just tore the motor down. I mean, he pulled the motor out by himself, tore the motor down. He's rebuilding his rear end. He's doing everything pretty much himself with a little bit of guidance. You know, so well, we should I have him on. I think, I think we should have a little Cooper on. I do, awesome. and actually, I'm gonna. I got. Cool. I, it made me. I have an idea for that. Now yeah. That just, yeah, actually something that might help. Yeah, I'll talk to you about it off the pod. Okay, sounds good to me. But um, in all seriousness, guys, we want to hear from all you guys. I don't care if you got two followers or fucking 300,000. It makes no difference to John and I. We want to know your story. Um, reach out to us, man. Like, sure. don't, be, don't be that guy saying to yourself, oh, no one gives a shit about me, blah, blah, blah. We do. That's why we're doing this. So reach out to us. We want to hear you. 
It ain't going to sound egotistical for you to reach out to us and say, hey, man, I, I think this story would be cool for the pod. I'd love to come on. So reach out. Just bear with us in the time frame because as the pod grows, it gets harder. We'll do and harder. one a week. Yeah, one a week. It gets harder and harder to schedule people. So just bear with us a little bit on timing. But other yeah. than that, yeah, man, reach out to us and uh, let's do it. But with that, unless you guys got anything else, I think that's different. This one, guys, we really appreciate you listening. We yeah, we really thank do. you guys so much. And uh, you know, tell your friends. You know, if you feel that this is something that you know one of your buddies would get some value out of, please, you know, help spread the word and tell your friends. And you know, maybe uh, if you have a friend that we should talk to, let us know that too. Yep. Yo. All right, guys. On that note, thanks again for listening. See you next time. Peace out. Adios.